a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to today's episode of Live Mike. I am Lee Lonsberry. This is episode number 156 here on KSL News Radio. I've told this story before, I believe. Uh, it comes from middle of middle of last about a year ago, right now. It was when I was first discussing with KSL uh, the the circumstances under which I would return here to this radio station to host this very radio program. Conversation started about a year ago. Uh, I started the show in December of last year. And one of the things that happened about a year ago, uh, after I had had some conversations with the bosses, was I started brainstorming what I wanted this show to be. And I took a road trip. I was living on the East Coast, and I drove from Washington, D.C. to New York, and I was driving uh, north. Uh, I was heading to upstate New York, uh, just south of Rochester. And part of that drive uh, makes it so that I, I run along the, the Susquehanna River in Pennsylvania. And as I was driving uh, to New York and thinking about what I envisioned for this program, I pulled over and I sat at this little park bench on the banks of the Susquehanna River and I wrote down a few ideas, some of the things that I wanted to be present on this program. Uh, of course, I wanted to be uh, breaking all sorts of big news. I wanted to be talking to the biggest names <clears throat> in news. I wanted to have all the politicians and business leaders and newsmakers here on this program regularly. I wanted to be a conduit uh, for you to receive all the information uh, that could have an impact on your lives. I wanted to be bold in my opinions. I wanted to, each time I was confronted with something, I wanted to analyze it and share with you how I react uh, to see if uh, maybe you might agree or disagree and for you and I to uh, have a back and forth. I also envisioned a program where, on the occasion of great tragedy, uh, you and I would be able to gather here together and mourn. And I had hoped that there wouldn't be too often the occasion for us to come together and mourn. I hope for happy news every day. But every once in a while, we open up the newspaper or we turn on the radio or we flick on the TV and we see that uh, something unthinkable has happened, something horrific. Yesterday, at about 3 o'clock, I got a note that came into my email. Uh, the, the, the way you, you get in, in a newsroom like ours, the way you start getting news is uh, little bits at a time. And then later when you speak with authorities who are able to verify things, that's of course when uh, it is broadcast or it is published in the newspaper or on television. And one of the early pieces of information we got yesterday uh, revolved around a, uh, a car accident which happened in Taylorsville. And there was only one detail that was included in that very first bit of information, and it was uh, that there was a stroller seen near the accident. 
car accident and a stroller. Those are two words, uh, two phrases you don't want to ever see uh, in conjunction with one another. And as soon as I saw that, uh, at the the time, uh, my wife Jessica and baby Piper, they weren't here. I wasn't sure exactly where they were. I just knew that they were out and about. And so as soon as I saw that, uh, I gave a call just to ensure, you know, that that my wife and beautiful baby were okay. Uh, And they were. And that's the way I kind of see things now. Someone warned me years ago that once you become a parent, uh, that you see and absorb news in a totally different way. That you, in every occasion where there uh, is danger, uh, you, you see your own child. And I think that as I heard the news of this tragic accident yesterday, uh, I had those same feelings. And it's the reason why I start this program today, so that you and I together can mourn. I'll walk through the details here quickly. There was a mother walking her two two-year-old twin daughters down the street. And there was a car in the street nearby, uh, which, according to authorities, uh, swerved and hit the brakes suddenly to avoid an animal, a dog. And another vehicle, a pickup truck traveling at a great rate of speed behind that vehicle, uh, wasn't able to stop in time, uh, rear-ended the vehicle which had stopped for the dog, pushing it up onto the curb and into that mother and her two babies. Well, one of those two babies lost their life yesterday. And the other two-year-old twin and mom yesterday were in critical condition. and They remain in the hospital today. This morning on KSL News Radio, speaking with Dave Indigenovic, uh, Sergeant Gray, with the Unified uh, Police District Sergeant there, Melody Gray, she joined uh, Dave and Debbie to provide an update. And they talked about uh, some of the details, some of the nuts and bolts of this uh, horrific tragedy. Uh, Sergeant Gray says that no one has uh, been cited yet, but they are still investigating contributing factors to this accident. There were no obvious signs of impairment on either driver um, yesterday. Um, we always do a very thorough investigation. However, they'll, they do um, blood draws to ensure there was no impairment. In addition to that, they'll do cell phone downloads to see if there was any possible distraction on the part of either driver. But from just the basics on what we know, the overview of the simple thing, this is a really um, random, tragic accident. There was just kind of a perfect storm with the dog and the location of all the vehicles and what happened. The sergeant there mentioned the dog. On the program this morning, Dave asked what, a, what the appropriate way to react in a situation like that might be. You know, if a dog darts out, instead of swerving, do you just try to emergency stop? Or is every situation so dynamic and different that there really isn't a rule of thumb? It's it's hard. And I think in this situation, probably the better rule to talk about here might be following distances in that, um, you know, when we're traveling, making sure that you've got enough distance between you and the car in front of you that if there is an abrupt stop that you have that ability to react and stop as well um, as that driver. I mean, the swerve he did, there is video, isn't that extreme? And I think more than anything, the contributing factor would be how quickly he did stop. And I think that's just natural human instinct as well when you see something dart out in front of you to, to try and avoid hitting it. Sergeant Gray says that neighbors informed them, Unified Police, that uh, there are problems with people speeding on this very road regularly. And Sergeant Gray says they'll be looking into that further. Yesterday, being out there is when um, we started hearing from neighbors that 
that speed is a problem on that road. So um, we're actually pulling some statistics to see what we've got as far as accidents on that road. And then in addition to that, I think we're going to see if we can't get some enforcement out there as well as possibly some speed boards. Sergeant Gray went on to say that UDOT's also looking into the potential problems here. Anytime we have an accident like this one with a fatality, UDOT comes out um, to look at the roadways. They do a lot of pictures and measurements just to make sure it's not an actual problem with the roadway itself. And lastly, during their conversation this morning, uh, Sergeant Gray with Unified uh, Police shared with David Dejanovic that if people see problems with traffic dangers in their area, they should notify police. Each one of our precincts has um, traffic officers that that's their their duties is to go out there and monitor that and see um, what kind of a problem there is. And they usually start by trying to do some education with the people that normally drive in that area. And then from there, um, do some enforcement and see if we can't curtail that problem. Everything you just heard, all the conversation which took place uh, earlier this morning, uh, all of the investigation that took place yesterday stemmed from uh, maybe the most horrific tragedy that I have seen since starting uh, uh, this radio program this year. It absolutely uh, breaks my heart. And what can be done? You know, what's the lesson that we learned? Sometimes, sometimes there is no lesson to be learned. Sometimes there isn't much that you can do. Uh, what we can do, of course, is uh, hold our children tightly, keep our loved ones close to, to us, uh, remember that uh, our relationship with them is an absolute blessing, and that sometimes uh, horrific tragedy can befall us. As you heard Sergeant Gray there describe, uh, just a, a horrible, coincidental series of events. Sometimes those can line up against us. and Sometimes they can take away from us those that we love. So today, as, these, as this mother and her daughter lie in a hospital mourning the loss of the other twin daughter, uh, let's, let's keep them in our thoughts and in our prayers and let's make sure uh, that we are appreciating what we do have, uh, because life is a funny thing. Life's a scary thing, and I, uh, as a father, uh, am coming, becoming more and more uh, aware of this and in tune with uh, the great gift that it is uh, to be a parent. So uh, thank you for that. Thank you for, for mourning with me. Uh, it's something that we will do here from time to time, uh, and I think it's a natural way to, uh, to, to try to heal and again, if nothing else, it's a reminder that life is very fragile. We will take a break right now. When we come back, we're going to turn our attention uh, back to Washington, D.C. Remember there was that big testimony yesterday delivered by William Barr. Well, something happened, and William Barr is now being tested for the coronavirus. I'll give you all those details next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.